Hello, this is Peggy Goldstein. Today's scripture reading comes from Luke 10, verses 5 to 7. Whenever you enter someone's home, first say, May God's peace be on this house. If those who live there are peaceful, the blessing will stand. If they are not, the blessing will return to you. Don't move around from home to home. Stay in one place, eating and drinking what they provide. Don't hesitate to accept hospitality because those who work deserve their pay. Hey Grace242, several years ago I stumbled upon a little known musical project by an artist who goes by the name I Am Somewhere. Let's listen to a short segment from the song Daydreams off the album Five More Minutes by this artist I Am Somewhere. Let's listen. Here's to our daydreams, how they inspire new things. All of the things that were happening that we didn't pay attention to. So I Am Somewhere is little known, and now we're gonna to listen to a short segment from an artist that many people know about. We're gonna to listen to a clip from the song On the Wing by artist Owl City. Back to I Am Somewhere. Here's a clip from one of my favorite I Am Somewhere songs, Another Day. Let's listen. Someday I'll say your name, but I can't this time. We'll just have to wait until another day. Now let's listen to a clip from Owl City's song, Air Traffic. The false Do you hear the similarities between I Am Somewhere and Owl City? At the very least, I think we could all agree that you'd certainly classify both artists in the same musical genre. I remember reading a bio where I Am Somewhere credits Owl City as one of their biggest musical influences, and this makes perfect sense because they sound so similar. Not only does I Am Somewhere sound like Owl City, but the guys behind the music are similar as well. I Am Somewhere is one of many musical projects by artist and producer Scott Ogilvie. And Owl City is the main project, one of many, for artist-producer Adam Young. So they're both artists, they're both producers, they both have multiple musical projects going. They even look alike! Now, the internet tells me that neither of these men are married, so... Looking at the obvious similarities between these two artists, we might say that Adam Young of Owl City was reproduced in Scott Ogilvie of I Am Somewhere. Scott Ogilvie bears the obvious influence of Adam Young. And throughout this series, I've been describing discipleship as the process of reproducing one's own life of following Jesus in the life of someone else. And Jesus' great commission commands you, it commands me, it commands all of us to reproduce our own lives of following Jesus in the lives of others. This is the mission of the church. This is the vision God had for his church, that we would multiply followers of Jesus by reproducing our own life of following him in the life of others. 
Now the question for most of us is, who are these others? The others were the conception of the writers for the TV show Lost, introduced merely to stall for time and to keep the plot of the show from progressing while the network executives decided how long the show was to run. <laughs> now, if you've never watched the show, you would have no idea about that reference. But for those of you that did watch the show, I think you'll agree with me that the introduction of the others was the nail in the coffin for the show, am I right? <laughs> Seriously though, if Jesus commands us to reproduce our own life of following him in the life of others, then who are these others? And Luke 10 gives us the answer. The others are persons of peace. Let's look at the person of peace principle illustrated to us in Luke 10 verses 5 to 7. This message series is called Sent, and in Luke 10, Jesus is sending out 72 of his followers and giving them instructions for how to do his mission. In the same way that the 72 were sent out in Luke 10, Jesus' followers were also commissioned in his great commission to go out and spread the word, to spread his mission. Jesus sends his followers out then, and he sends his followers out today. Jesus is still sending his people in 2021. These sending instructions of the 72 remain our instructions even today. Let's look at these instructions. We'll read Luke 10, verses 5 to 7. Whenever you enter someone's home, first say, May God's peace be on this house. If those who live there are peaceful, the blessing will stand. If they are not, the blessing will return to you. Don't move around from home to home. Stay in one place, eating and drinking what they provide. Don't hesitate to accept hospitality, because those who work deserve their pay. This is Jesus' missional strategy. Jesus says, when you arrive to a town that I have sent you to, find a house. An oikia is the Greek word for house. Find an oikia that is open to you. Find a house that's willing to take you in. When you find a home that's open to you, declare the Lord's peace over it. Scholar Craig Keener says, Peace was a blessing, an implicit prayer to God on the addressee's behalf, meant to communicate peace and well-being. Jesus instructs his followers to find an oikia, a house that is open to them. They're instructed to pray a peace blessing over that home, and if the house takes you in, Jesus says in verse 6 that the blessing will stand. However, if the house doesn't take you in, Jesus says that the blessing will return to you. If the house, the oikia, does take you in, however, Jesus instructs his followers in verse 7 to stick with the house and to set up ministry home there, to treat the house as their ministry hub, as their primary base for their ministry. Jesus' missional strategy is to find persons of peace. Who is a person of peace? A person of peace is someone who is open to you. Jesus instructs his followers to find people who will open the doors of their home and the doors of their lives to you. A person of peace is someone whose doors are open to you. Said another way, a person of peace is open to who you are and what you're on about. Commentator Joel Green says, person of peace can refer to one who has already begun to embody the wholeness these delegates of Jesus' mission will communicate or it can refer to those who are predisposed to welcome these messengers together with their message. Just to round out our definition, a person of peace is someone who is curious. Curious about you, curious about your life, curious about your ways. They might already be curious about what you believe. Before coming to Grace, I worked at First Presbyterian Oostburg as the youth pastor. 
And during my time there, I worked under Pastor Brian Jacobson, who's still at First Presbyterian Oosburg. And Pastor Brian, during my time there, discipled me. And one of the ways that Brian discipled me was that he taught me self-awareness by drawing attention to my body language. It drove me nuts because we'd be in the middle of a conversation and he would just all of a sudden call out my body language. It felt very invasive. I mean, I remember this one time he just stopped talking and said, Bill, you're rejecting everything I'm saying right now because your arms are crossed, your legs are crossed, your, your brow is furrowed, your eyes are narrowed. And it drove me nuts because he would have the temerity to just call it out and read me like a book like that. But what it did is it taught me self-awareness. It taught me that we communicate things with our body. We say things by how we position ourselves. In that posture, arms crossed, brow furrowed, eyes narrowed, legs crossed, I was communicating that I was closed to what Brian was saying. I was not receiving what Brian was saying to me. Conversely, if I would open my arms or even just fold them, or if I would widen my arms, if I would smile, if I would relax my face, if I would open myself up, it would communicate something entirely different. That body language would communicate that I am open, I am welcoming, I am ready to receive what you have for me. A person of peace is someone who has this type of body language. A person of peace is someone who welcomes, someone who is open, someone who is ready to receive what you have. Jesus says in Luke 10 verse 5, Whenever you enter someone's home, first say, May God's peace be on this house. Then in verse 6, he says, If the house is peaceful, they'll receive the blessing. And if not, the blessing will return to you. So how do you determine if someone is a person of peace or not? The answer is, you examine the body language. Are their arms crossed? And are they closed? Or are their arms open? And are they ready to receive? Are they open to you? I want to look at three places where Jesus offered his peace and then examined the body language to see the response. And as we examine the body language, we'll see that number one, people of peace serve you. Number two, people of peace listen to you. And number three, people of peace welcome you. And we'll look at numbers one and two this week and then we'll get into number three next week. Number one, people of peace serve you. We're going to go back to our text from last week in Luke 5. And let's look at the challenge that Jesus gives to Peter and Andrew. And we'll examine their body language to see how they respond. We'll read verses 1 through 3. Let's read Luke 5, verses 1 to 3. One day, as Jesus was preaching on the shore of the Sea of Galilee, great crowds pressed in on him to listen to the word of God. He noticed two empty boats at the water's edge, for the fishermen had left them and were washing their nets. Stepping into one of the boats, Jesus asked Simon, its owner, to push it out into the water. So he sat in the boat and taught the crowds from there. Jesus is out preaching to the crowds on the shore of the Sea of Galilee, and the crowds are getting too big. People are beginning to press in on him, and so the back people can't see and they can't hear what he's trying to say, and so he's got to find a better teaching spot. And Jesus looks and he sees these boats that are pulled up on the shore that belong to Peter and Andrew. And the challenge Jesus gives to Peter comes in verse 3. Stepping into one of the boats, Jesus asked Simon, its owner, to push it out into the water. Jesus is asking Peter if he can use his boat as a teaching platform. And Peter responds by serving Jesus. The latter part of verse 3 says, So Jesus sat in the boat and taught the crowds from there. So clearly, Peter responded to Jesus' challenge. Peter served Jesus 
by letting Jesus use his boat as a teaching platform. People of peace serve you. I remember when I was working with Pastor Brian, one Sunday he and his family took off after church on a short camping trip to Sheboygan Marsh. And that evening I got a call from Brian's wife Courtney asking if I could come pick up their family at their campsite because Brian was having a medical issue and needed to be brought to the hospital. And The family had canoed to their camping site so their car was somewhere up the stream. It was inaccessible and they needed help now. So I immediately loaded up my car, got in, drove to Sheboygan Marsh and met the family at their campsite and drove Brian to the hospital. And this is a funny part of the story. I remember I brought Courtney to her house and when she arrived at her home, she realized that they had left the keys to their house in their car. And so she actually had to enter her home through one of the windows that she was able to open. And I remember her stepping through the window and she got in and I looked at her and I said, you just broke into your own house. <laughs> and we had a, you know, a good laugh about that. But I tell you this story because I was a person of peace to Brian, and when they came asking for help, when they needed to be served, I dropped everything. I willingly served them. I love them. Of course I'm going to help them in their time of need. How do you identify someone who is a person of peace to you? Does that person serve you? Because people of peace serve you. They serve you and, number two, people of peace listen to you. Peter has already responded to Jesus' first challenge by giving Jesus a teaching platform and serving him in that way. And now Jesus is going to up the ante just a few verses later. Let's pick it up in Luke 5, verse 4 to 5. When he had finished speaking, he said to Simon, Now go out where it is deeper and let down your nets to catch some fish. Master, Simon replied, we worked hard all night and didn't catch a thing. But if you say so, I'll let the nets down again. Jesus challenges Peter again to let down their nets in the deeper water. Jesus is upping the ante because like we talked about in last week's message, this is bad fishing advice. Jesus is a non-expert instructing expert fishermen to go against common sense best fishing practices. I think it's safe to say that Jesus is testing the extent to which Peter will go with Jesus. I liken this to the FBI agent trained in body language asking a question of the subject simply to see what the body language reaction will be. Jesus challenges Peter to go against best fishing practice and let's examine Peter's body language. Look at verse 5. Master, Simon replied, we worked hard all last night and didn't catch a thing, but if you say so, I'll let down the nets again. In listening to Jesus' command, Peter shows Jesus that he is a person of peace to Jesus. Peter is willing to listen to Jesus even when Jesus' command doesn't make a whole lot of sense. How do you know if someone is a person of peace to you or not? Do they listen to you? Earlier in this message I told you that Owl City was reproduced in I Am Somewhere and you can hear it in the similarities in their music. If you were to spend enough time listening to Brian Jacobson talk and listening to me talk, you could hear that even Brian Jacobson's language has been reproduced in me. Because after years of listening to him talk and spending time with him, I've even adopted some of his phrases. I know because there are some things that I now often say that I used to never say before I met him. Two of those phrases are, the first one is, I just want to signal for us. Brian would say that often and now I say that. Another one that I'll use on certain occasions when it's appropriate is I'll say, this is low priority for you, but high priority for me, and could you do this thing? As a person of peace to Brian, I listened to what he said, and his own language even was reproduced in me. 
How do you determine whether or not someone is a person of peace? People of peace listen to you. Now think about your own life. Who might be a person of peace to you in your life? Is there a coworker, a friend, maybe even a family member who is open to you? Is there someone who is curious about your ways? Is there someone who listens to you, who serves you, whose body language looks like this toward you? As you mull who might be a person of peace in your life, keep in mind that this can be someone who is on either side of regenerate belief in their discipleship journey. Your person of peace might not be a believer yet. Maybe they're not even interested in Christianity, but they're interested in you and your life. Or your person of peace might be new to the faith and they need to grow and conform to the image of Jesus. Maybe your person of peace has considered themselves a Christian their entire lives, but have never really lived a truly spirit-empowered life of following Jesus. Maybe your person of peace has sat the pew their entire life, but that's all they've done, and now God is bringing you into their life to disciple them. Regardless of what side of regenerate belief your person of peace is on, I simply want you to ask, who is someone or who are someones that are open to me? When you discuss this message in your house church, coming up just in a few moments here, I want you to go around the room and I want each person to name someone who they think may be a person of peace in their life. Now, I realize that many of you aren't sure yet. Some of you might say, ah, I'm not really sure if this person is a person of peace to me yet. Or some of you, this is probably rarer, but some of you might say, no, the Holy Spirit has put their name on my heart and I know that they are a person of peace to me. So on the first go around, I want you to name the person. Then on the second go around, I want you to say your level of certainty regarding this person as a potential person of peace toward you. Some of you might say, I'm not really sure. Some of you might say, I'm certain, or, you know, now that I think about it, I, I guess I'm really unsure whether or not this person is open to me or not. And for those of you that have to determine whether or not someone is a person of peace to you, open up yourself to the wisdom of your house church and house church help that person potentially come up with some challenges that you might put out there to be able to examine the body language and see how open or not this person may be toward you. House church help one another come up with challenges, ways that you might see if this person's willing to serve you or see if this person's willing to listen to you or not. So name a person of peace, talk about your level of certainty toward their openness toward you, and then help one another come up with challenges they might put out there to determine how open or closed this person may be toward you so that you can examine their body language. I'll close by pointing out just how simple Jesus's way of making disciples really is. I mean, Jesus's missional strategy is honestly this simple. Let me break it down. He tells us and instructs us Find someone who is open and invest in them. That's it. It really is that simple. I mean, I remember when I first learned this, and I'm getting jazzed now because when I first learned this, honestly, it changed my life. It honestly changed my life. That's why I get so excited about this. I remember first learning this, and I remember asking myself, is it really as simple as work with the willing? And the answer is yes, it really is as simple as work with the willing. That is Jesus' missional strategy. It was his heart for ministry, and it is my heart for ministry, that we would find persons of peace, people who are open to us, and reproduce our own life of following Jesus in them. And I'll just say, I could not be more proud 
to be part of a church that actually wants to do that. We got a lot of churches that say they want to make disciples. We got very few churches that say we want to make disciples in the way Jesus did it. Many churches say we want to make disciples, but we're going to do it in our own way. And what I love about Grace 242 is we have said we want to make disciples and we're going to do it in Jesus' way, which is as simple as find someone who is open to you and invest in them. Man, I love you, Grace 242. See you next week. Thank you.